Hello and welcome to the Whiskey Dan radio show. Uh, for tonight's episode, what I'm drinking is uh, Dr. James Crow's Old Crow. Uh, it's probably one of the cheapest bourbons you can get. I think you get a fifth of it. I think I paid like $11 at my local liquor store. And let me tell you, um, it tastes great. I actually really enjoy it. It's just that sweet, classic American bourbon taste, and it will give you one hell of a hangover if you drink too much of it too quickly. I've done that more than once off of Old Crow, probably because it's not aged for very long. But you know what? I don't really give a shit because I think it's delicious, and it is super cheap. In fact, mm. oh, man, that's good. So apparently it's been around since uh, 1835, and I did look this up one day. Uh, the original brewing of Old Crow was invented in 1835, so not not bullshitting you on that. Granted, the recipe's changed over time. It's been bought by a lot of different, you know, companies and sold through this, that, and the other. But um, it was, I believe, the first uh, true, like, sour mash-style whiskeys that got popular over in uh, southern Appalachia. Uh, which is where we get, you know, our Kentucky bourbon from. That's where it came from. Okay, it says here on the bottle that was aged for a full three years, which is not very long in terms of whiskeys, but hey, for $11, what can you expect? Um, I don't really do mixed drinks. However, this is probably really good with like some Coca-Cola or Pepsi, if that's your preference. Let me pause right there for just a second. And why do people only want to have a mixed drink with Coca-Cola and refuse to have it with Pepsi when Pepsi is the superior product? You can fight me on this. I, 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 will, throw, I will throw some hands in a Walmart parking lot at 3 in the morning to prove a point that Pepsi is the superior soda. Anyway, back to Old Crow. It's got a pretty, pretty dark tone overall. Uh, which is nice. Uh, typically, you, know, you get your scotches, and those have a pretty clear-looking color to them. This one's got a nice dark tone. Comes in a, just your standard kind of cylindrical whiskey bottle with a crow on it. Pretty hard to miss that. I like how it's no frills. Um, there's a lot of like cheaper whiskeys out there that are about the same quality as this, but they retail for about twice as much because they put it in like, a cool bottle. Like, oh, it comes with this, or it's got this artwork, or it's from this town, and... And it's really no better. Like, I, Old Crow is just like, hey, man, I got $12, and I'm trying to get fucking hammered. Like, well, they, look no further, sir. You know? Um, like, if, if you're a liquor person, not a 40 person, I need to get a 40 on one of these shows. I will one day. I, I Mark my words, I will have a 40 on the Whiskey Dan radio show. Hopefully, I'll have a guest on to share it with. Maybe pour some out for the homies, but if anybody will ever respond to me, and I can get somebody else on this damn show. But, uh, as of tonight, you're just stuck with me again. So anyway, back to Old Crow for the third time. And, uh, let me tell you, man, it's, it's a pretty fine whiskey. You know, granted, everything in moderation, you know. Uh, but you gotta remember, like, with the typically speaking, with the cheaper something is, the more of a headache you're gonna be prone to get from it. Um, but overall, though, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty good whiskey. I mean, hell, for 12 bucks, 11 bucks, what are you losing, you know? Uh, it's like when you buy those, like, those premium whiskeys, you know, you spend, like, $40, $50 on it, and you're like, well, now, this, uh, frankly, this tastes like shit, and I don't like it one bit. You're like, if you didn't like this, then it's like, well, oh, well, a cousin when he comes over or something, or, like, you have it as, like, the party whiskey. So that way everybody's not dipping into your Crown Royal Reserve. 
So uh, definitely something just to have if you have like a home bar. So that way it's like the well whiskey up there. It's uh, like I said, quite a bit cheaper, but definitely, definitely worth buying it for. And if you haven't tried it, give it a shot. No pun intended. As of right now, we got the Stanley Cup final going on. Um, and uh, like I said, I'm a big fan of hockey. But uh, the two teams that are playing in it, I could not care any less about. One is the St. Louis Blues, and they are in the same division as the Stars, so really don't want them to win. And the other team is the Boston Bruins, and as a Giants fan as well, uh, fuck Boston. On God. I cannot stand them. I, I hope for as long as I live that any Boston sports team never wins another championship. They don't deserve it. I'm not saying that the people that play on those teams don't deserve to win a championship because most of them are not from Boston. Like Overwhelmingly, they're not from that area. It's the fucking fans that are just so just overprivileged with all the fucking championships that they've been getting right now. I, it, it makes me not even want to watch the sport once it gets into the finals and there's some like Boston team up in there. I couldn't care less how this goes. This is honestly the same thing as watching the Patriots and Eagles for me. But instead of just one game, it's broken up into at a maximum seven. Right now they're on game four. Actually, I'm sorry, they're, on, they're playing game five right now, but the series is tied two and two, so we're going into at least six games. If you don't understand how the hockey playoff system works, look it up. Basically, it's just best. It's the first to win four, and you can go up to a maximum of seven games. So it makes for really – it's played just like basketball, but it makes for a really interesting playoff run. But anyway, I digress. You've heard me talk enough about sports on last episode. So tonight I want to talk about some things that I think that are just completely underrated. Um, starting off with a television show that I plug every chance I completely get to. This is my show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug it. I, I, I don't even get paid to do this. I just want to do this. <laughs> but um, it's a television show called Mr. Robot. If you have Amazon Prime, well, congratulations, you already own it. So if you a lot of people have Amazon Prime. You should give it a shot. If you don't know what it's about, it's about a dude who has some severe, like severe social anxiety problems, like true crippling depression, has all kinds of issues like that, right? But he's like, he's like Rain Man when it comes to computers. He's like super good at like hacking, and that's what that's how he learns to like find out about people is through hacking like into them and trying to figure like how they work and stuff like that. Like he he views the world as just this massive computer program, and it's crazy. And he gets involved with this hacking group, and they do like all kinds of crazy things um, that are incredibly detrimental to society. But they're looking at like a really short sighted like we need justice now kind of look. I, and I can't talk about it too much. I can't talk about it too much without giving away a lot of the like integral plot points because uh, Mr. Robot is one of those kinds of shows where like 10, 10, 12 episodes into it, it'll do a callback to something that happened in like episode three, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, what just happened? That's crazy. I don't know. It's definitely worth your time. If you have Amazon Prime, you already own it. If you don't own it on Amazon, like if you don't have Amazon Prime and you want to own it, you can get it through Amazon and Google Play. And it's on the USA Network if you have basic cable. It's definitely an underrated show. Definitely something worth getting into. Uh, especially since um, well, since, since Game of Thrones is over. And I know there's a lot of uh, embittered fans about the way that that ended. Um, if you need something to kind of, you know, th- that you want like good story 
that you can dive something back into. It doesn't have near as much lore in it too, but it's definitely like a show that you can like get into and like want to watch with friends, stuff like that. Out of out of uh, the handful of friends that I even have, I got one person out of everybody to get into that show, and holy crap! Like I think he even likes it more than I do at this point. It's crazy, and I love being able to talk about it to people. Like man, it's it's just such a good show. It's got Rami Malik in it. Um, you might know him from other great works, such as uh, Nightmare at the Museum. He played the Pharaoh guy. Um, but I actually knew him from The Pacific, which is a miniseries that HBO put out about um, Marine Divisions in the Second World War. And that was amazing, let me tell you. That's, an, that's another underrated kind of thing. But I, like, it's not critically acclaimed enough. You know, uh, it's just... The Pacific is definitely something like... Why is it the Pacific is popular is some of the stuff like that the MCU puts out? Because it's a superhero thing and people like superheroes and people don't want to watch war movies. Okay, I understand that. But the Pacific is better. <laughs> uh, sorry. That's, that's just how I feel. I, I, can't, I cannot get into superhero movies. I've tried... Uh, I love the comic books. I own a crap load of comic books, especially like X-Men. And I have a bunch of like uh, Gambit and Wolverine comics from the 90s. And I love them, and they're great, but I just cannot get into the movies. They're just not for me. They're just not for me. Uh, maybe it's because so many of them come out so quickly. I just feel that they're like throwaway movies. They're just made just to make a massive profit and then move on from there. So I don't really see much purpose in me watching them and, like, really diving into them because they're just, uh, 12 years from now, they're just going to revamp the whole franchise and stuff. Like, how many iterations of the X-Men have they made? Good Lord, you know, you think eventually they'd get it right, but in my opinion, I just don't think they ever will. I just think that, like, massive fan base, you know, like, book-to-movie adaptations just don't, add up to what they ought to. And you can you could look at, you know, Harry Potter for that. Which is probably like it's it's a underrated book series, overrated movie series. Um, and this is coming from a guy who's only read I've only read five, the first, I've read the first 5. I haven't read the last 2. Which I need to do that, but I'm so fucking busy with work and other shit that I just really don't have time to read a book that's that big. So Anyway, one of these days, definitely on the bucket list, I actually finished reading Harry Potter, but uh, as of right now, I, I don't think that I will. Here's something else that's, something else that I find that's underrated, is uh, cooking for yourself. Not enough people do this. Really, um, because if you think about it. How often do you, as an individual, just like, uh, I'm hungry, I don't really feel, I, I just want to eat something, I'm coming home from work, I'm tired, it's like later at night, so you just pull into Whataburger, you pull into McDonald's, you pull into Little Caesars, and you just pick something up because it's quick and it's easy, you don't have to think about it, you just eat it and then you go. However, cooking for yourself, one, like, it's way, way cheaper in the long run. Granted, you have to spend a sizable amount at the grocery store. And, you know, you have to figure out what ingredients to build which meal. But you spend, say, you know, $70. That's good for two to three weeks, depending on what you bought. Which, eating out every day, a couple times a day, man, you can burn through $70 in three, four days. Easy. But with cooking with your, like, cooking for yourself, 
you get you have maximum choice and maximum responsibility on how good it turns out. But you can with as with the access to the internet that we have today and the vast wealth of knowledge that's in there, it's not that hard to look up like, oh, how long do I cook chicken? Like how long do I need to microwave a potato for? What's the best way to make a baked potato? How do I do this? What's you know, stuff like that. It's not hard. So there really is no excuse not to do it other than just sheer laziness. It's one of those things you got to make time to do, and it is well rewarding when you start cooking for yourself. Because, like, one, you feel accomplished, and then you start eating healthier because you're not just making shitty food that you just buy frozen and then just throw in the oven for, like, you know, 400 degrees for, like, 12 minutes or some crap like that. Or you're not just going to the nearest burger joint and getting something through the drive through Cooking for yourself, like, I've been doing it since before I moved out of my parents' house, and I've saved so much money because of it, and especially now since I'm living on my own, paying 100% of all the bills and no roommates, because they all keep getting married and leaving me, <laughs> but since I am paying for everything, I might as well try to limit as, you know, as many times as I eat out a week to like one or two. So one, first of first of all, you save a crap load of money. Two, you can prepare a meal that's better for you, like it's a healthier meal. And three, you get to have fun while doing it. It's an, it's a science experiment that you get to eat. You apply heat, you have a hypothesis, and then you get to eat it. And assuming, you know, you don't get sick. Granted, I think everybody should start off with some kind of easy, like pasta, you know, something like, like chicken breasts, not hard. When I first started cooking, it was chicken breast and then like a can of green beans and like a slab of butter and a cast iron skillet. Put it in the oven, covered it in tin foil for like an hour at like 350. We want to talk about some juicy fucking chicken. <laughs> it was uh, like I lived off of that for a while. I, I remember my first apartment that I had, I would eat that just about every day because you can get like a bag of like you know, boneless chicken thighs, like the frozen Pilgrim's Pride or Tyson brand that they already take the bones out of. You can get a bag of that for like six bucks, seven bucks, like a couple cans of green beans or carrots or peas or what have you, then like a stick of butter. You get all that together from maybe like $15, right? And then I I would eat that almost every day and watch Teen Titans. <laughs> that that was uh, that that was Whiskey Dan when he was nineteen. He, he ate a lot of baked chicken and watched Teen Titans. And let me tell you, I was I was living the American dream right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that was back when I worked at Jimmy John's, and when I wasn't stuffing my fat fucking face with mayo infested sandwiches, I was eating grilled chicken and watching <laughs> watching Teen Titans. Those were good times. But yeah, un- underrated. Cooking for yourself. People go out to eat far too often because it's the easy way out. You know, you got you got you got to take that tough road, and you got to bet on yourself, and you gotta you gotta learn how to cook bacon, and you gotta you gotta make yourself breakfast, even if it's something small. Eat some fruit, something like that. But uh, yeah, cooking for yourself. Don't just don't just go to the donut store in the morning. Don't don't just you know, don't you know. Why do you got to spend $3 on coffee at Starbucks? You can get a coffee maker, filters, coffee, like all collectively probably 40 bucks. Most of that's going to the coffee maker. And then you get like, depending on the size of the, you know, can of coffee that you got, you know, you're, you're looking at $0.04 cents per cup of coffee. Man, that's like one hell of a deal considering it's like $3 for the other, for the alternative. So, 
in the long run, you know, it's healthier for you. You save money. And since you're saving money, you get to spend more money on dumb shit you didn't even know you needed in the first place. Like the other day. Here here we go. Third thing, underrated. Third thing that's underrated, eBay. People are like, what? How You live in the 21st century. How do you not know what eBay is? Yeah, okay. Everybody knows what eBay is, but so many people don't shop on it. I don't know why. Maybe because they're afraid, like, eh, my identity is going to get stolen. Okay, get a fucking credit card, and then you just use your credit card online. It's way safer than using your debit card. It's not that hard to get a credit card. This is America, especially if you're white. It's super easy if you're white. <laughs> Anyway, maybe old Whiskey Dan's would have a little too many whiskeys. You know what I'm mm. Yeah, eBay, underrated. Okay, so as I've talked about before, I'm a massive sports fan, especially the New York football giants. And I used to have an Eli Manning jersey when I was a kid, and I wanted to get one as an adult because I'm an adult and I have money. <laughs> and I was going to get one through Fanatics because I've always had great experiences buying through Fanatics. I'm not dogging them at all. But their jerseys are crazy expensive. Like, I don't really want to spend $150 on a jersey. That's just a lot of money for a shirt that I'm only going to wear a few weekends out of the year. So, uh, I'm on the New York Giants subreddit, and one guy was like, hey, man, why don't you just, you know, get on eBay? I was like, I never even thought about that. That way you can buy like a throwback jersey from the time when it was made. So you can buy like a jersey from 2005. And actually, that's what it did. It was 2004, to be honest. It was Eli Manning's rookie jersey. So they didn't make a whole lot of them. I got it for like 30 bucks. And you know what? People are like, wow, Whiskey Dan, that's a complete waste of fucking money. You're a dumbass. And I'm like, you know what? It's my fucking money. I'll do, do what I want with it. I'll pay my bills on time. <laughs> But anyway, it's a it's a sick ass jersey. I got that, and then a Dallas Stars jersey from the '90s, and I think I got that one for like right around thirty as well. So I spent sixty dollars for two jerseys. Hell, that's less than the cost of a brand new jersey from Fanatics, and that's just for one. You know, granted these are used; they're gonna have some wear to them. But I don't know; it's kind of nice because like it's like a it's like a preservation of that time. So yeah, eBay you can buy all kinds of cool stuff uh, secondhand, uh, sometimes even brand new, depending on what it is way cheaper than what you thought you would even if it's like through the auction process typically I always do the buy it now because I, I live in America and I want it now damn it but um, eBay is just it, eBay is better than Amazon because eBay doesn't force you to like sign up for dumb bullshit that like just drains your bank account over time whereas Amazon's like oh you want your you, you, you want your two day shipping don't you well guess what give us like 13 bucks a month and we'll give you whatever you want we'll just keep sending you emails to buy shit and since you already spent money to have Prime then you feel obligated to buy more shit eBay's like hey man you want you want to get some cool shit? Like just log in, and just just hit that hit that motherfucking search bar, and you just you just look that shit up, and then boom, there you go. You find it. Some dude in Wisconsin selling it for like a really good deal. Granted, you can't always find exactly what you need off of eBay, but you can find a lot of cool stuff. Uh, especially car parts. Like holy shit, like car parts that you can't really find. It's like a, it's almost like going to like a U pull it, like a junkyard or something. Being able to find some cool stuff that way. I've bought a lot of used video games through uh, eBay. And a lot through Amazon. But Amazon 
I think I think Amazon six years ago was better before like they pushed the Prime so much and just like the the reordering everything and the TV shows and their own original TV shows. I miss the Amazon that was like, hey, you want to buy a book? We'll hit up Amazon. You, we'll get you Naruto issue fifty five for one penny, three ninety nine shipping. You know, like I miss that Amazon, and I feel that eBay still holds true to its roots in like that like worldwide garage sale. As Weird Al Yankovic put it, <laughs> that song. He uh, parodied I Want It My Way, but he did it eBay. I don't know. It's pretty good. Look it up. All right, so the last topic I'm going to touch on tonight about uh, being underrated. I feel that I'm obligated to because it's now Pride Month, Gay Pride Month. So congratulations to all the homosexuals out there. You get your your, your little month. That's cool. But um, underrated. Being straight. <laughs> <laughs> and th- and this is this is why I'm making this argument. One, I'm inebriated. Two, it's my show. And three, because uh, it's not what the cool kids are doing. It's it's not the hip new thing to be straight, and it never really was. Although it's just really underrated to be straight, because most other people are straight. Like think about it. If you if you are a homosexual, you are severely limiting amount of partners you could possibly have and I'm not talking about just like sexual partners I'm talking about just like compatibility wise granted personally I don't think that se- that um, being homosexual is a choice I think that it's just something that like it's like it's it's like a biological anomaly where people are like that is how they choose to love and I'm not saying that you can't do that. That's perfectly fine. If you wanna, if you wanna have a parade in the streets of New York City or Dallas, Texas, about sucking dick, you can, you by, you know, that is that is a First Amendment right. If you wanna do that, that's fine. You are not hurting anyone. It is how y'all choose to love. That is fine with me, as long as it's not your only personality trait. You can be a homosexual person and be more than just gay. You can have hobbies. And likes and interests and everything else you just are gay and that's fine all i'm saying is that i think right now there's just a lot of people that aren't gay uh that see it as like the cool thing to do that's gonna make them stand out as an individual and just like you know what uh yeah like i am a lesbian now because i want to be oppressed like no you're you're choosing choosing to be oppressed on that uh which is uh it's kind of weird that works. I don't know the psychology behind that one, but I think I think in that instance, people are just wanting attention. They don't know how to get it. So they're like, "Well, I'll just be gay." And I I would like if I was a homosexual, which I might be. I don't know. I might do. I might turn forty five and do the second half gay. Who knows? I mean, I might go find out what all the big. I mean, hell, they get a fucking parade. Straight people don't get a parade. I want to see what all that shit's about. <laughs> but. I'm not saying it's bad to be gay. I'm just saying don't force yourself into doing something that you ain't. It's not it's not good for you as a person. And, you know, just because, like, you can be straight and still be an interesting person. You don't have to be gay to be interesting. And likewise, if you're already gay, you know, you don't have to just be over-the-top gay Granted, you can flip this around to straight people. You don't have to be over the top straight. Where like, there's just like the dude, like like you know, like the, like the Chad mentality. You know, 
You know who I'm talking about. It's the guy wearing the Sperry's in, like, the shorts that are, like, two feet above his, like, they're, like, up on his ball sack. You know, that kind of guy wears, like, the button-up shirt, and it's always, like, one of those, like, tropical kind of colors. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, like, the chads, and all they think about is crushing pussy and crushing natty light. That's the only thing that's on their mind. Yeah, those people offend me just as much as the people whose personality type is only being gay. So, there are two sides to the spectrum on that. Don't fall to the extremes on either one. Just want to reiterate, nothing wrong with being gay. I don't have a problem with gay people. In fact, you know, actually, homosexual dudes don't really bother me. Because that means that there's just more chicks to come and suck my dick. No, <laughs> I'm just... Holy shit, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I'm just fucking with it. Uh, I, I have no game. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. Being straight is not a bad thing. I think some people who are, like, really far, like, super progressive think of it as a bad thing. There's nothing there's nothing wrong with just being a straight, average Joe Blow white guy. It's underrated. Un- being, being straight is underrated. Just overwhelmingly. You can be cool and be straight. All right, so that's going to that's gonna do it for the Whiskey Dan radio show because uh, old Whiskey Dan here is about whiskey out. This one got a little bit off the rails compared to the other two episodes I've already done, but this is going to be more of the <laughs> the aim of the show, is to get kind of inebriated, but not so inebriated I can't upload the file tonight. <laughs> um, but anyway, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this has been your host, Whiskey Dan. Hopefully next episode I'll have a guest. I got a few guys I know that wanted to come out. If you would like to come out and be on the show, please uh Send it an email to whiskeydanradio at gmail.com. Send me, send me an email, and uh, we can chat it up. And if you are in the East Texas area, you would, I'm more than happy to be on the show. I am free most nights after 6 p.m. Come on down to the old Whiskey Dan studio, and we'll get you set up, man. I'm more than happy to have you. And then uh, the, the only caveat is if you're going to be on the show, you have to drink what I'm drinking. It's, it's, it's my show. I get to pick what we're drinking. Could be beer, could be whiskey. I'm going to try to alternate the two of them out. Uh, I might be doing a vodka up here pretty soon. I got some on the shelf there. It looks pretty tasty. But, uh, yeah, if you have any uh, questions for future shows or would like to be featured on the show, yeah, email us at uh, whiskeydanradio at gmail.com. And then uh, thank you again for tuning in. This has been a pleasure.